One of the reasons why we are here as humans is to expand our emotional range. If you just live in the middle and we decide to take the easy route instead of showing the courage, that's going to lead to a really mediocre life. I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, writer, and speaker with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. We boldly explore relationships, connection, and the nuances and complexities of the human experience with compassion, honesty, and a sense of humor. With both solo episodes and highly curated guests sharing incredible stories, experiences, and expertise, the Room to Grow podcast takes the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while covering the uncomfortable topics many of us would like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today we are going to be talking about the four C's of connection. Now, this is a framework that I developed that I teach all of my clients. I teach it in my uh, my group coaching programs as well, because this is incredibly foundational. And obviously, I, I go much deeper with with all of my, my clients and stuff um, into this. But I wanted to give you the general overview because this this is such a crucial in part a part of building relationships with others, with ourselves. It, this is the entire framework that applies across the board. And that's also why I'm releasing this on what is traditionally uh, Valentine's Day. <laughs> whether you get excited about Valentine's Day or not, whether you are in a relationship or not, whether you want to be or you don't, whatever that is, these this entire framework and these these four areas of connection are things that you can apply to the relationship that you have to yourself. You can apply it to your platonic relationships. You can apply it to your romantic relationships. And these are things that you can implement to to start consciously implementing immediately and watch positive results unfold right away, right away. And if you want more on this, um, I also go into this in the, uh, the entire foundational guide that I've got for you that you can sign up for. It's my 15 page free guide that is in the show notes. Um, and I will deliver it straight to your inbox for you. And this goes into way more detail. It asks like questions, it gives specifics, all these things. So if you want more on all that, make sure to go grab that from the show notes or over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. So let's get into this. So the four, the four C's of connection. So it's curiosity, compassion, communication, and courage. These are the four things that that make up what is required for connection on a very core level. And what I want to remind you is that no one is born with these traits. No one, no one walks out of the womb knowing how to do these things. And th- that is actually a really good thing because it means that these are skills that can be learned. These are things that any human can learn to do. So as we're going to go into this a little bit more, if you struggle with any of these things, you are not behind. It is never too late to start practicing some of these skills and you can start today. Okay, so let's get started uh, first off with curiosity. And I teach these in a specific order um, and you'll see why. And, and then you'll also see how they also feed into each other as well. So curiosity, curiosity is to me, that is like the zest of life. Like if, if, if someone is not curious, I'm like, are you even living? Right? Like I just have this, this insatiable curiosity that I always want to know more. I always want to, to learn more. I want to know people's stories. I want to know what makes them tick. I want to know what makes me tick, <laughs> which is an, an ever evolving journey in and of itself. We need to understand these things in order to, to better understand 
the human experience. And it gives us fresh new perspectives that we could never have known or understood otherwise. And it allows us to more easily communicate with other people and to show compassion towards other human beings. And there's research to back curiosity up. Like it allows us to, people who are curious uh, connect socially with others more easily. They are better able to recover from social rejection. They're less aggressive potentially because their curiosity leads them to try and take the perspective of others to learn different ways of thinking. Um, They enjoy socializing more. Even for those that identify as more socially anxious, it still helps them to enjoy the act of socializing with other people. And it keeps the interest alive in romantic relationships. You know, it's interesting when we've been with someone for a long time, something that if I could, if I could give people one piece of advice, only one on what they could do to keep the fire alive in their relationships, curiosity. That is, that is what I would tell people is curiosity. That is the necessary key ingredient that if you can, if you can stoke the fires of curiosity, you'll never get bored. Because as much as we think that we know someone, there's always more to learn. First of all, they're, they're, you know, a human who has their own innate uh, experiences and inner rich inner world and all these things that, that we know nothing about that. Yes, of course, as we start to get to know someone, we start to understand them better and, and we start to uh, get to know why they do the things that they do and, and all those beautiful things. But they, like us, are ever evolving, growing human beings. So just because we're with someone for a really long time, it doesn't mean that we, well, first of all, we don't own them. And if we think that we get to know someone and then like one and done, that's it. That's actually kind of an insult to the other person. And like, have you stopped growing? Have, have you, are you the exact same person that you were 10, 20 years ago? I hope not. <laughs> I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> so just like if someone knew you 20 years ago and then they never learned another thing about you, and then they walked into your life today and they they uh, approached you and treated you in the exact same way of, of the, the version of you that they knew from 20 years ago, that probably wouldn't necessarily feel great. And and vice versa. Like this is this is an ever evolving journey of life for every single one of us. So cultivating that curiosity is going to be such an important key piece to any of of our relationships, but especially our romantic relationships, particularly long-term ones. And and we also, we want to know that people are interested in us, right? Like that asking questions demonstrates interest and and it engages us. And then we can ask follow-up questions and and there's this beautiful mutual reciprocity that can that can happen in these cases. And not only that, curiosity, you know, every one of us has a different relationship with curiosity. So as much as I say, you know, like that it's it's the zest for life and, and if you're not curious, like what are you even doing? Of, of course, like I do think that that's true. And Some people may have been taught in childhood that it was not safe for them to be curious, or perhaps in a past relationship, they were taught that it was not safe to be curious. If they asked questions, maybe they got shut down. Um, You know, if, if, if there was no, no space for them to respond when others asked them questions, maybe that also taught them that curiosity wasn't a good idea. 
So these are things that we need to to ask and and get get curious about as well when we're engaging either with someone else or with ourselves too. Like these these are traits that might not come as naturally to others and there can be a wide variety of of very specific reasons for that too and just getting to know what that looks like for different people. But I can promise you that no matter how well you think you know someone there's always more to discover and and learn and what a beautiful gift that is. Like getting having any sort of relationship with another human it's an adventure it's an adventure and if we can think about it in that way isn't that going to inject a little bit more fun into things like that just feels so much so much better to me like curiosity is an essential building block to intimacy it's essential and and we can start also really cultivating curiosity within so if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say this again and again. Basically, anytime I teach you something um, that you can apply outwardly to your relationships, I'm also probably going to tell you to apply that same rule inwardly. So when I'm telling you about getting curious, make sure you're getting curious internally too. So if you have a, a really intense reaction to something or a really strong feel, I don't know, like uh, jealousy or um, anger or grief, even sadness, whatever it is, joy, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. Whatever it is you're feeling, get curious. Get curious. If you're really uncomfortable with somebody, um, if, you, if you feel very uneasy, maybe you feel a little bit unsafe in a particular relationship, and, and I don't mean physically unsafe, that's, that's a different conversation, but just uh, not safe to fully open up. Like, why, why is that? Why is that? So there's all kinds of tools that we can cultivate here. And I go into more detail um, in, the, in the guide that I'm giving you with some very specific tools. But one of the biggest things I can say too is like actively listen. Actively listen. For starters, put the phone away. But curiosity requires presence. And, and that is also at the crux of true connection. True connection is going to require presence. And we have to also make time for curiosity. I was in a relationship uh, a few years ago with somebody who sometimes they could, they would get curious and that, that was great. But I found that uh, he was on such a tight schedule 24 seven and was so regimented in everything that he did. He, there wasn't really space for curiosity to bloom because and, and that's a really good way to miss out on powerful connections, powerful connections. When, when I was in that particular situation, and, and, and I always feel this way, that if I feel like the other person is super rushed all the time, I'm kind of less likely to open up or say much of anything because those, those sort of conversations usually only happen when there's, there's space and, and time and energy for the conversation to bloom for things to be able to breathe a little bit. So we have to make time for it. We have to leave space for the magic to the magic to come in, as I always say on here. And I had a coach once who used to say, be interested to be interesting. Like that's that is at the at the the entire center of this idea around curiosity and that you have to take responsibility responsibility. I can't talk today. You have to take responsibility for this first. So if we are pissed off that people around us aren't getting curious about us or asking follow-up questions or whatever, yes, absolutely. Mutual reciprocity is required. 
It is required for, for strong, healthy connection to, to grow in any type of, of relationship. Mutual reciprocity is required and we still have to own our shit. So if we're annoyed that the other person isn't asking us questions, are we asking them questions? We get, we just got to check in with that. Just check in with that. The second one is compassion. So this is the, the second uh, piece of the connection puzzle, the second of four pieces. Compassion Compassion is, I usually think of compassion as being um, our ability as humans to hold multiple perspectives and truths at the same time and acknowledge that all of them can be true at the same time. That, that one doesn't necessarily override the other, but that uh, a different human with a different set of experiences, unique stories, uh, upbringing, cultural norms, whatever it is, all of these different pieces make up who every single one of us is as unique spiritual beings. And because of that, we are going to approach relationships in different ways. We're going to show up differently. What is so-called normal for uh, for one person could be completely abnormal for somebody else and they approach things in a different way. And we need to get curious about that, right? That curiosity piece is where we can breed compassion, And all of this starts from within. All of this starts from within. Because if we are incredibly unkind to ourselves and we we are so hard on ourselves and we beat ourselves up and and all of those things, like get get really clear on how do you talk to yourself? If you fuck up, if you drop something, if you miss a deadline, if you um, hurt someone's feelings, if whatever it is. How do you talk to yourself in those moments? How do you compassionately work yourself through those moments? How do you speak to yourself in comparison to the way that you would speak to a child or to your best friend in the world when they come to you heartbroken? How would you talk to them? And we need to talk to ourselves the same way. And the more we are able to accept our own humanity, the more we will be able to accept other people's as well and to show them the same level of compassion that we wish that we had received in hard moments too, including from ourselves. Sometimes we can look back on on past moments of ourselves and and I have done this. I was historically, um, I, I have been historically very, very hard on myself and it's only been in the past a couple years in particular that I've really, really started to shift that in, in a huge way where it's, it's no longer my default. It's no longer my default. And if I catch myself starting to fall into those old patterns of being really tough on myself, I, I catch it very quickly and I completely shift it around. And that's one of the reasons why, uh, one of many reasons why I also feel I've gotten a lot better at my job because I've always found it easier to show other people compassion at times than to show myself that. But I think it makes me a better coach and a better human when I can learn to compassionately work myself through really hard moments when my default would be to beat up on myself. And then I get to teach others that that's possible, that you can change those old habits I remember being in like grade, grade three or four, like being pretty young 
and and teachers started. <laughs> it continued all the way through high school, but teachers started at that young age telling my mom when she would go into the the parent teacher meetings how hard on myself I was. I think there was one quiz that was worth like next to nothing of my grade <laughs> in in high school, and the parent teacher meetings were at the very very beginning of the year for some reason. We'd only had this one quiz, and it was literally it was worth like. I, like 1% of the grade, but because that was the only thing that they had to, to give a, a mark at this moment kind of thing, like a, a snapshot of, of, of where my mark was at for the parent teacher meeting, I hadn't done well in the test. It was a geography test. And usually I was really good at that, but it was just some quiz or something. And I had bombed it. I'd gotten like, I don't know, 60% or something, which was, which was not good by my standards. Like I, I usually did very well in school and I was devastated. <laughs> devastated and my mom went in for this meeting and she knew about it she she knew the test she knew it was worth next to nothing like she wasn't worried about it at all but the teacher the teacher was like Emily is so distressed about this he's like I need you to not worry my mom's like I'm not worried she's like she's worried (laughs) he's like I've had Emily in the class before she will be fine like she geography is not a problem for her and I just did so badly on this on this test again by my own impossibly high standards. And I was unwilling to give myself grace. And I just don't wish to live in that space any longer. I I spent so much of my life living in that headspace. I don't wish to direct my energy towards living that way anymore. And I don't want that for you either. And, and when we can relax some of those, those ways of viewing ourselves and treating ourselves, your whole world starts to shift. Be defiantly compassionate. Be defiantly compassionate towards yourself and towards others. Ask yourself, like when you disagree with someone, do you seek to understand their perspective or are you seeking to be right? Get curious about why someone feels differently than we do or why they're having a very different experience in the world than than how we are and, and develop greater compassion and understanding through that. You can start to examine your own stories. Like every single one of us has stories that we tell ourselves. Ask yourself, like when when you have those moments where you catch yourself telling yourself a story about why something is going a certain way or why someone is behaving a certain way or why someone treated you a certain way, whatever it is, you're telling yourself a story. And there are four Byron Katie questions that I come back to over and over again. I'll give them to you too. And these are in the guide actually as well. So if you want this all written out, go, go check the guide. Number one. Ask yourself, the, so these, these four questions are from Byron Katie. I, I can't take credit for this. <laughs> Number one, is it true? Is that story true? That story that you're telling yourself, is it true? Number two, can you know with 100% certainty that that story is true? I, I can almost guarantee you that you can't because almost nothing is 100% certain in life. <laughs> Number three, how do you react when you believe that thought? And number four, who would you be without that thought? And then after you answer those questions and come up with a turnaround. So this is like a, a sentence that uh, declares the, the complete opposite of what we, we believe. So for example, um, he doesn't understand me. It could become, I don't understand him or I don't understand myself. And when you start to practice that, your entire paradigm will shift and you will gain completely new perspectives as a direct result of doing this practice. 
this is all about, and, and I really think I, I'm really drilling home on the compassion piece because we're living in a world that is more divided and polarized than ever, than, uh, than ever. And there's so much division. It's so easy to take sides. It's so easy to judge people. It's so easy to point fingers. And what we have to remember is that everyone is human having a very human experience in this world, probably doing the best that they can with the knowledge and wisdom that they have in this moment. I Not everyone chooses to give people the benefit of the doubt. I make it a practice. And when you choose to see the good in people, when you choose to give the benefit of the doubt, sometimes everything can change for the better. And of course, there's going to be instances where uh, where we might be proven wrong or anything like that. But I heard a really great story um, from my podcast editor, actually. So he'll laugh when, when he hears this. <laughs> he was telling me about this brewery that he went to recently where he he went to go up and, and pay for his bill and they'd like move tables. So he wasn't he wasn't sure, you know, they hadn't actually given him a bill, but he he was ready to leave and he went up he went up to uh, to pay. And he mentioned what table he was at. And, and uh, they just said, oh, we, we run on the honor system here. Like, so just, you know, tell us what you ordered and, uh, and we'll charge you accordingly. And <laughs> I thought that was the coolest thing. And he said, this, he said, Emily, this place was packed. He's like on a day where it wasn't nice outside. Uh, it wasn't very busy in many places. Like this is sort of like an off day. He's like, this place had a lineup out the door. And they're clearly thriving. They, they were obviously doing well. Their business was doing well. And, and this, this is the shift that I want everyone to stand to understand. When you can extend your hand in compassion, when you can believe in the best in people, when you can find it within you, and when you have done your healing work, I might add, to be able to trust people before you distrust people, you will start to have a very different experience in the world. And it will change you on a fundamental and core level. This is why we have to be able to do this. We can hold the dualities of, of allowing other people to have an opinion that differs from our own. We can respect others and recognize that we have different values and be okay with that. We can get curious about why someone else is having a very different experience in the world than we are and understand the pain that others hold is often at the root of the way that they move through life. And we can explore the roots of our own pain so that we can become more open, more empathetic, more generous with our compassion. A practice that has to begin from within in order to be able to radiate outwardly. And this is something that uh, I'm sure you've heard me say on the podcast before if, if you're a returning, returning listener. Take a moment when you're perhaps struggling to have compassion in a particular moment because we're all human. We all do this. No matter how practiced we are compassion, <laughs> we will still have these moments come up. Ask yourself, can I choose to view this situation through a lens of compassion? If I was going to look at this particular person, situation, instance, relationship, whatever it is, through a lens of compassion, how would it look different? How would it look different? And, and we want to be very careful that we're not making assumptions. It's very easy to make assumptions. It's very human to make assumptions, but rather than assume that we know something, get curious, ask, think about the other possibilities. 
And sometimes we will also have to accept that not everything or everyone will make sense and that we can offer someone our compassion from afar without accepting that their behavior is okay. But in those instances, in, in some cases, that compassion might be as much for us as it is for, for the other person in order to allow us the space to forgive someone or to forgive a particular situation so that we can move forward. Whether they ever know, whether they ever know anything about it or not, they don't have to because it doesn't even have to be for them. It can also be just for you. So this leads us into the third C of uh, connection, which is communication. This I am asked about the most. <laughs> I am asked about this the most. So if you actually want to learn and grow and have the chance, the highest chance of a solid outcome on both sides of any relationship, we have to go into conversations, curious, compassionate, and being willing to communicate, to have these conversations in the first place. Because when we avoid having these conversations, the, the, one, the conversations that we're most afraid to have are the ones that we need to have the most. And we can, we can also acknowledge in these moments that both of us can be right and both of us are allowed to say the way that we feel. And like all different truths can coexist. So it's not just about proving a point. It's about acknowledging, like getting curious, showing compassion, and understanding another's perspectives through this communication. And sometimes we also just have to courageously ask for what we need instead of giving someone a really hard time or being really annoyed or angry with them when we haven't received it. Have we even asked for it? Like we have to communicate that people are not mind readers as much as we often like to think that we are. We are not mind readers. None of us are. <laughs> so we have to be really, really conscious of this. This is, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. But the communication stuff, you know, there's, there's three aspects to communication that I teach on. Um, you can also buy the communication clinic. Uh, it's a 90 minute workshop that I have available on my website where I go deep in this one and I go into way, way, way more detail. Um, and, and the, the things that I teach in this workshop, I haven't really taught other places and I've gotten incredible feedback from people about this particular workshop. So it's uh, super reasonably priced. You can go grab it on my website and, in it, I teach about the three different areas of communication. And I, I teach communication in a little bit different way than I often hear other people teach it because not only do I give you specific tools, but I also teach about the energetics of communication. So when we're thinking about communication, the three main areas of, of communication are number one, verbal. You know, that's the actual words that we speak and everything else. And that's the part that we often focus on is like someone telling me what to say in the situation. And of course that can be useful, but 70 to 90% of our communication is nonverbal. So yes, the words matter. And we need to look at the other two parts of communication, which are the physical. So think body language and stuff like that. And the energetic side of things. And these, these parts are much less tangible, but extremely important. And the way that we communicate also has to come from a genuine place. It has to come it has to come through in a genuine way because otherwise the other person will sense that the energy is off 
And even if they can't consciously place their finger on what the issue is, they're not necessarily going to be as open to communicating with us or or opening to have these really hard conversations to get to the root of the issues. So we have to be really mindful of the way that we are approaching this. And this, again, is why it is so important to do our own inner work, to get curious within, to show compassion within. All of these things add up to far, far better relationships. So we need to get super, super clear on the way that we communicate because we get the relationships that we both tolerate and show up for. And if you change the way that you communicate, you will change your entire experience. So I give you specific tools and examples in the the free 15-page guide as well. So I I strongly recommend um, jumping over to the show notes to grab that. And then this is leading into the fourth C of connection, which is courage. Courage. This is a big one because everything else that I have listed requires a fuck ton of courage. We sometimes, sometimes getting curious means asking hard questions that we might be terrified to hear the answer. Sometimes compassion showing compassion to ourselves or, or outwardly to someone else means acknowledging someone else's truth or perspective that is really hard to accept. Sometimes communication, a lot of times communication is going to mean risking this innate sense of or, or, or fear or worry of abandonment or loss of the relationship or, or damaging a connection at the cost of ignoring our own needs. Potentially, this is why we have to communicate is not only to get curious, to uh, be able to have more compassion as we understand someone else's perspectives because we ask, um, but it's also about asking for our own needs to be met and understanding that the other person might not be willing to or might not be able to meet our needs. And then what? That's that's a, a conversation for another podcast episode. But these these things all require courage. Doing this work in general requires courage. I absolutely commend every single person who comes to work with me, I I am in such fucking awe of their courage. Always. Because to do this work is not for the faint of heart. This work is hard. It is humbling. It is, it is some of the hardest fucking shit you will ever do in your life. And yet, what is life without doing this work? Without growing, without healing without uh, learning how to develop more more healthy fulfilling stronger beautiful connections the kind that crack us open and and then they bring us back to life over and over and over again this shit requires more courage than you may even realize that you have in you but it is there It is there. It is within you and it is just waiting for you to call it forth. You have that. The only difference between someone who hasn't done this work and someone who has 
is uh, other than you know we could all, all of course go down very much down a road of of you know privilege and all of these different things and aside from that let's say we take two people who are in the exact same socioeconomic uh, position, um, have similar backgrounds, all, all these things. The only difference between the person who does this work and the person who doesn't is that one of them is is willing to go looking for that courage to take the inspired action and to be willing to fall flat on their face while they go through it. And the other person doesn't want to take a step forward. That's it. So this is why I give so much credit to anyone, whether whether somebody's coming to work with me or, or just doing this work on their own, doesn't matter. I give so much credit to any human being who does this work, who is willing to look at their own shadows and to face what they find, to have the hard conversations, to learn to show themselves compassion when maybe all you've ever known is dislike of yourself and beating on yourself. There are so many different ways that we can come at this, but we also live in a world where it's often the, the, the big, big displays of bravery that are most celebrated. And of course, those are so important as well. I'm not taking away from that. But don't forget to give yourself and other people credit for what can seem like much smaller acts of courage, even though they require just as much bravery because it's all relative. For some people... It's the act of getting out of bed in the morning. That can take a more monumental effort than, than anything else for that person. And for others, you know, maybe it's, um, I've had lots of people who have come to my group sessions and they'll end up saying like, what a big deal it is for them to speak in the Zoom meetings because that's something that they've always avoided doing. And not only speak in the Zoom meetings, but these are, you know, well, like we're talking about some potentially um, like tough, tough topics and, and questions and stuff, or they're sharing really, really openly. And that's really hard. Maybe you have been terrified to uh, put a particular post up on Instagram or, or write, write an article or something like that. And you do the thing anyway, you hit publish. Guys, I do that every every time I post a podcast episode. <laughs> every time. I am well over 350 episodes in, plus uh, dozens and dozens of other podcast episodes in terms of interviews. Uh, I had a, a previous podcast before this. I'm probably well up over like 400, 450 episodes at this point that I have come out with. And that's just podcasts. That's not counting any social media posts or anything like that, which many of those have been incredibly vulnerable to. Every single time I put a podcast episode out, I have a little bit of like a, oh, I feel like I'm going to be sick moment, <laughs> especially if it's one that's, that's deeply personal or that I share, um, you know, a more vulnerable story or something like that. Like I've had people tell me that I make it look easy and, and that's, that's great. I, I love that. But first of all, uh, that has only come with a whole lot of practice, like hundreds and hundreds of episodes worth of practice and thousands of hours and more tears than I thought would fill an ocean. But <laughs> that's besides the point. <laughs> it has only come through all of those things that I have been able to show that that courage to just hit publish anyway, even though it's really scary. And when you have those moments of courage, no matter how big or small you think that they are, Give yourself credit for that. 
That is important. That Those are moments worth a fucking celebration. If you want to start, start a courage journal, start a courage journal and start making note of the things that you do in your day every day where it can actually seem like it took a lot of courage. There are so many different examples of this that I promise you, you can find in, in your day. There was uh, a story that I heard of somebody sharing that um, they used to own a CrossFit gym. And he said that, that there was a woman who approached him who said that she used to not want to go to, to get up and walk across the office at her corporate job to use the washroom because she didn't want people looking at her. And then she started coming to the gym and she started doing workouts and stuff and, uh, and, and getting more in shape. But, but more than that, it it wasn't, it wasn't about her body changing. It was about the inner confidence that it gave her from within without any external changes. And she started to feel confident enough to walk across the room to go to the washroom. Like that That level of courage, like give yourself credit for these types of moments. Give yourself credit because that is a huge deal. If you have to look back at past versions of yourself to be like, oh, like five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever, even maybe like a year ago, I never would have done this thing that I now do. And maybe now it comes really easily to you. Maybe now it still uh, gives you a little bit of a vomit moment, (laughs) but you're still doing it (laughs) and you're still pulling that courage up out of yourself and seeing how it comes forth. Like ask yourself, who do you want to become? Because nothing asks more courage of us than our relationships, including the one with ourselves. This is so important. And you get to decide who you want to become. You don't have to fake it until you make it. I don't I don't buy into that. You've heard me mention this before. It's it's about as my friend Jade says, being it until you see it. And you get to start deciding what traits the version of you that you are becoming has and start showing up with those traits now. And then it becomes so habitual that with consistency, not only will you start to notice that those traits become ingrained in you and, and, and incredibly natural, but you start to actually teach your brain that you are that thing. You are that version of you. And yet showing up in these new ways is still going to take a lot of courage. Like courage, courage isn't about not having fear when we do the thing. Courage is having the fear and doing the thing anyway. That is courage. That's the definition of So show up scared, have the hard conversations and remember that you are here for the full range of the human experience, not some mediocre fucking middle version. We, we are here as humans. I feel one of, one of the reasons why we are here as humans is to expand our emotional range and the spectrum with which we, we feel and the the depths at which we feel certain ways as we move through the very different experiences that we have in the world, including in our relationships, including and especially in our relationships. And you, if you just live in the middle and, and we decide to take the easy route instead of showing the courage, that's going to lead to a really mediocre life. So having this courage is what changes everything. And 
as you start to do all these things, as you start to practice these things, you start to gain more self-trust and confidence and sense of self-worth, which gives you even more strength to show up with courage a little bit more the next time and with a little bit more ease because you start to trust that while you can't control the outcome of any situation, we can control how we carry ourselves, how we treat others, uh, the kindness and compassion that we that we show up with, the, the way that we stay true to our own personal values and integrity. We begin to trust ourselves to state our own needs, to speak our truth, to stand up for other people while gaining a deeper understanding of others and, and a variety of, of new and fresh perspectives along the way. This is what is at the root of all connection is the relationship we have with ourselves. And I have this posted on my website. That's the very first thing you see on my website. The quality of our relationships expands as we do. So as you continue to embody these four areas of connection, so we've got curiosity, compassion, communication, and courage. As you start to embody these, you're going to notice a very big difference in your relationships. So there is so much more in, in the guide. So I strongly recommend that you go check out the guide. Um, it's your, your entire guide to building healthy relationships, especially the one with yourself. And I'll send it straight to you, straight to your inbox. And there's also the communication clinic that you can grab on my website as well. That's a 90 minute masterclass. And if you enjoyed this, let me know, let me know. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear if there was a particular one that resonated with you the most or did you have like a particular aha moment or uh were you maybe really proud of yourself because you're like yeah I do a lot more of like that thing than I ever used to because that's huge so I'd love to celebrate you <laughs> so send me a DM over at Emily Goff Coach uh, or you can always email me at info at emilygoffcoaching.com and reach out if you want more information about working together I have uh, different options including spaces available for one-on-one coaching right now as well which I love 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 I love getting to do the one-on-one coaching because I get to go so deep with people and it's one of my favorite things. I just love it so much. So I can't wait to hear from you and talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more, one of the most common questions I get is where do I even start doing this work to create deeper connections and better relationships? I've got a free 15 page guide for you called Where Do We Begin? This is the very foundation that you need to start building healthy relationships with others and with yourself. This is my gift to you and multiple people have referred to it as life-changing. <laughs> you can find it over at roomtogrowpodcast.com or check the show notes to go download it and have it sent straight to your inbox. Thanks so much and stay tuned for more episodes weekly.